0: So great to be talking to you. Today we are talking about hills and valleys and vibrations and understandings of how we have to operate. And really, this isn't something that we haven't talked about before, but I thought that this way of describing this was super relevant to the book that's coming out, but also super relevant to what we may be experiencing if we're at this place in our story. If you've come alongside me and you are moving forward with your dreams, or at least this idea that you can create a life that you want, that you can create whatever reality you want, you might be in a place where you've been just running up a lot of hills and maybe you're tired, right? Um, But we're getting better at this at running up hills and coming back down before we've gotten all the way to the top in this realization, right? Analyzing and reflecting and then not allowing ourselves to get down in a valley after we maybe haven't gotten it quite right. And so it's really important, not only for the beginning of this work, but also the right now of this work. And as someone who has been, hi, me, running up a lot of different hills, um, sort of describing What was important about that work and why it had to happen in order for alignment and dreams to happen. Let's go. Welcome to Season 3! Um, I would love to tell you that Season 3 is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in, and honestly, it could be, but this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me, and that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, that looks for us, but more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Heyo, welcome to the place where dreams come true, because we actually go do them. See, this isn't just like a dream big podcast where we think thoughts and never move towards them. No, no, my friends, we're moving. Dreams come true here. We create new realities for ourselves. We take control of the narrative in which we exist and we own every single moment. That's us right here. You and me. That's our existence. So, part of that is grounding ourselves in our greatness, making sure that we are creating and continuing a narrative where we are amazing, right? Where we're better than we were before, where we are it for ourselves, right? And... That's where we are today. So my great thing is we're nearing the end of this book. Yesterday I approved the final mock-up of the cover and it feels really cool, really surreal. I have the final mock-ups of the layout and so it's about time to get that Bubba on Amazon and make it available for purchase and that's super cool. And then I also started taking out the drop ceiling in the business space that I um, am currently renting and that feels really cool and uh, the original ceiling in that place of business is absolutely mind-blowing um part of, Well, I had my dad come in and assess like, okay, this seems like a big undertaking, right? Redoing a space, what needs to happen first? And he said, ceiling. If you want to explore the ceiling, I think that's your first step. Let's get that out. So that's what we did. That is what we did. And now that it's out. we are way, 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 way. It's almost out. Okay. Um, But I think it just helps with the overall vision with where we want to take that space with what we want it to be about. And, you know, I think in any space that I'm going to be in and any place that I've ever absorbed space and time in, keeping the details that are true to the original form of the building is very important to me. It's very important in my house where I've worked to keep all of the original woodwork intact. I'm very blessed that we were able to find a house where someone also found that extremely important because there's a lot of hack paint jobs, I can tell you. And I'll tell you just from the space that I'm in right now that's one of the things that they did I in uncovering all of the original ceiling I can see what that woodwork was and I find it very sad that it was just painted over with brown brown over the woodwork make that make sense Make that make sense. Brown? Brown though? Brown. Huh. Right? Doesn't make any sense to me. Can't make sense even if I wanted it to. Yikes. Come on. Brown. Brown. Mucky. Brown over original woodwork right come on let's not do that let's not do that wood's brown wood is already brown let's do less let's do less of that right let's strip it all the way back and just do far less so that's one of the fun things um that I'm exploring right now, but true to where I come from and things that I find important, um, the maintaining of as much original character as possible for a building that is historical, right? One of the original buildings in the town that I live in. Um, So maintaining and keeping with that feel is super important. And um, I'm finding where those things fit. I'm really excited uh, to be responsible for that. And um, brown paint over wood. Why? Why though? Uh, yeah. So we may be looking at some sanding. I don't. I don't exactly know. But I know before I can even venture into anything else. Taking out the ceiling is the first step. Figuring out where we go from there. What needs to happen as a result of the drop ceiling coming out. And then moving forward with whatever comes next. And I'm really excited. I feel very blessed to have this space to take care of and to sort of restore. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. I, um... I don't even have better words than that. It's a beautiful responsibility. Uh, Yeah. And then just the book and and all these things. And yesterday I was thinking about how I bring all these things to life and what a beautiful, serendipitous point we're in, in this process, in the building of this thing. And I, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I knew, I knew that I wanted to build things. I attempted to build a lot of things. A lot of those things didn't get built. I don't know that we won't come back around to them. I would say what I'm honing in on is essentially still bringing to life pieces of those things that I felt were really important. And so, yeah. I don't know that those things aren't coming to life. I'm pretty sure they still are. Um, and yeah, still (laughs) very excited to be doing that work. Yeah, I don't... (laughs) I don't, I don't even know. My mind is completely blown, as always. But I think when you start this idea, this thought of greatness, it really begins as commitment to a narrative that we're very unsure of. And my commitment to that narrative in the beginning was certainly an unsure concept. And over time, we've gotten better at it. We've gotten more sure of it. But I still find myself completely mind blown at how possible our dreams are when we get focused on it. When we tell ourselves a story. Build a constant narrative around how amazing we are. Period material girl. (laughs) And so that's one of the vital steps in this process. And one of the most important things that I've done over all of this is just constantly coming back to that. So when I start to waver in that belief, I come back faster every day. We're just continuing to tell ourselves how amazing we are. And so when we're questioning that, we have plenty of examples right? We're taking action. We're creating something around this expectation of who we are, of how we operate in this world. And so it just becomes a subtle, normal way of being. And when people or ourselves come to call on that, we grow stronger in our ability to stand for what it is that we know, even if we're slightly unsure, we are sure of ourselves. And so you can throw up the red flag all that you want. Um, And I may waver for a second, but I will always come back to this knowing. I will always come back to this understanding. Because this is who I am and this is how I operate. Period. So, go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. It is a part of how we need to work here. Go to work. Go be great. I'll I'll stand for that one thing. I will plant my flag for greatness grounding. I absolutely will. Okay, so, today I read a really important piece of literature, literature, and in it, they were talking about choosing a hill. And I felt like, oh, choosing a hill, how very important. And they go on to say that, like, the hill doesn't matter. The hill doesn't matter. And I think that that's really important to me because as someone who ran up a lot of hills over the past three years in this live experiment of what would or wouldn't be, I felt sort of bad. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't the hill. Yikes. I'm worried. I got it wrong again. And even as I'm attempting to bring to life what I'm bringing to life now, there's still that reality. This still could not be right. And how do we back out of this? And I'm true to this knowledge now that we're we're following what flows we're not forcing what doesn't flow and so this following of flow feels so much better than anything I've done before and so <laughs> i know now right which hill needs to be ran And uh, which hill is worth venturing on. But they would go on to say that it matters not the hill. It matters that we don't just stay in the valley making no choices at all. And I think about that a lot because I'm going to start to help people through this process of like, well, life doesn't feel great. And that's what we're talking about right? Life just sort of feels good. I feel ho-hum. I Maybe I'm feeling a little bit lost. Maybe I feel dreamless. Maybe I feel overwhelmed. Maybe I feel anxious all the time. Like at the root of that, I truly believe is this lack of purpose. And so we're talking about finding a purpose. And even if we don't like that word, let's just stick with it because it's sort of the normalized term for what we're talking about. You feel like something's missing. Or that you've lost your way in how to navigate this life. And so when we're talking about that, and I'm helping people through that. We're going to keep creating this norm. Where we start to allow you to run up some hills. And then we navigate as we go. And we're not really all that worried, right? About whether or not that was the right hill. We're just getting you used to getting out of the valley in the beginning, right? Just quit running in the lows. Quit with this expectation that that's what you're guaranteed, that this is where you have to stay, that misery is a part of the experience because it's not meant to be. And so when we're talking about that, it's just like test hills. Test hill, test, 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 see, there's nothing wrong with that. The only thing that's wrong is if we don't come back and analyze how it made us feel. Right? Ah, didn't like that. Here's what I didn't like. Let's get better at making sure that we're putting that out into the world. Here's what I did like about here's how I would do it better. And over the time, as we're running up more hills, we're sort of allowing ourselves to get way more specific about what it is that we do and don't want. And I think about this in courtship, right? When you're out dating and really your job is to run up hills, date, and sometimes run back down, run, run, run as fast as you can. No, I don't want that. Not any of that. And some of them, right, you're going to keep running up and going, I think I know there's something missing, but do I deserve more? And you're just going to keep testing those hills, running up them and then coming back down and defining to the universe what it is that you do want very specifically. And the more that we test that and the less that we're like, hateful about that experience And going, oh, I got it wrong again. No. You got it right by trying it all. And the only way to get it as right as you can is to be willing to run up hills and continue defining what it is that you want. And the sooner that you get to the place of definition of what it is that you're looking for, the sooner that the universe can align with you. And the only way for the universe to align with you is if you up your vibrational state and go ahead and allow that abundance to flow to you. But if you're sitting in a valley... Not willing to run up any hills because you're like, oh my gosh, you run up so many hills. Yikes, look at you. What's everybody going to think? No, everybody out of the equation. Are you testing, refining, and defining what it is that you want to the universe? Yes, then keep going, then keep running, then keep testing. The only way to get it wrong is if you don't come back and fully analyze what it was that you didn't like. And don't sit here and tell yourself or anyone else that you aren't doing it right because you've tested so many times. You've ran up so many hills. Like... Guys, that's how we define all of this. This is how we get super focused, sure, driven, on target. Right, because imagine starting Something that was going to be a life impacting process. And this is why I have a problem with how we select career paths at 18. It's like, what have we even really tested? And I think the school systems are doing a much better job at creating more real life experiences in the beginning so that you can run up a couple of hills before you pick one, for goodness sakes. But mostly that's what we should be doing throughout our lives and this is why the death of a dream really exists the first book is like the normalization of what that is the normalization of getting things wrong in order to get them right in fact if you have only gotten it right you probably aren't trying very hard and that was definitely me in my life i had gotten everything right. And I felt a void because I wasn't actually being all that challenged. This was very much in my safe comfort zone. And I was getting everything right so much so that it felt wrong. And not because getting to a dream or a goal isn't good for you, because it definitely is, but because getting to one that's short of what you're capable of will make you feel more lost than found. Every time. And so that's exactly where I found myself in book one. Yay. Comes out soon, just to keep a (laughs) heads up on that. Not sure on the exact date. Not sure how long everything takes. But feeling very excited that I will soon be a published author. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> and so the hills. The willingness to run up a hill and fall down. Run down. Um, decide that you're gonna roll down this time just to make it fun, because when isn't rolling down a hill fun? When when? When isn't that fun? I mean, I know, right? Because as a kid who spent a lot of miserable time in the summer with chiggers, I'm not sure what the real name is, but like the little grass bugs that bite your legs and arms if you roll in the grass. And I didn't care. Chiggers or not. Rolling down a hill in the grass is a freaking good time. You can't convince me otherwise. And so maybe we just get a little less worried about how we're going to come down the hill and just allow ourselves to run up it. And then should we decide, because we're constantly reflecting on how that made us feel, should we decide that it's time to come down the hill? We just enjoy the freaking roll. And we know... Right? We know that the grass is going to make our legs super itchy and our arms and anything that's exposed to it. And yet we roll. Because it's kind of fun. And on the way down, right, we're going to get hit with little sticks and we're going to get little bruises or whatever we get. Maybe we get a little dizzy at the end. So long as we choose to go up another hill, that's all that matters. We stop fearing the fall or the change or the difference because we know that that's where the alignment comes from. That's how we figure all this out the navigation, the uphill climb, the willingness to work at the happiness I could not be more excited than I am right now to be in a place where I'm like wait what we get to start working again because before that it was sort of like gosh I have to clean all this stuff up I don't feel I don't have the stamina I don't have in me what I need to do something, to do big bodies of work, to experience that again. I don't know that I have it. But I did. And I do. It just took some time, right? And really, I feel like, more than anything, alignment. Alignment more than time. Finding what it was that I wanted to fight for. That I wanted to go to work for. So I'm not afraid of the work. Never have been. But what I did begin fearing. Was. The feeling that this was unaligned. And. I think that's just in being honest. About this continued navigation of life this willingness to say oh I'm just at the I'm at the top of this hill or I'm at the middle of this hill and it's not feeling great so I'm gonna go ahead come on down if I'm at the top I'm gonna go ahead and roll the frick down because why wouldn't you <laughs> really <laughs> and then I'm gonna, not place myself in a valley of guilt and disappointment, I'm going to just go find another hill. I'm going to go try something else. It just didn't work. And that's okay. As long as we don't place ourselves back in the valley that we were trying to get out of. We can't just stay here. It's not exciting. It's not empowering. It's not the life that you were meant to live. If you want something that's different from the valley that you've been walking in, my friend, all you have to do is say that. But so often, we're just like, nope, the valley's the norm. Disappointment, misery are the norm. Maybe I shouldn't expect so much out of this world. Maybe I shouldn't be so demanding of it. Maybe I should be asking for less. Maybe I deserve less. Maybe that's the problem. I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. That's not the issue, friend. The issue is the coming back to the valley. The commitment of the valley, the lowering of that vibration and your existence, essentially, where the universe can't meet you. The universe isn't going to be like, oh my gosh, right? This idea of attraction, law of attraction. The universe isn't going to be like, you know what? Mm, They're really low and hating themselves. I think I'll give them something really high with high tuned frequency to bring them back up. No, no, no. This is about matching. And so guess what happens when you're down in a valley and you're operating at that frequency in this low point of life and you're drawing yourself even lower, having pity parties, which some of the shit that happens, like you're deserving of it. But if we never choose to go up a hill again, we can't really attract what it is that we say we're looking for when we're down in the valley. Well, I deserve a good life and I deserve the perfect person and I deserve uh, abundant business and I deserve a podcast and all of these dreams. Okay. Okay. The universe is like, yeah, let's do that. But if you constantly are just looking for proof of this lower valley moment, for proof of the misery or for the getting it wrong, and that's how we're talking about it, and that's how we're looking for it, then guess what you're attracting? Yeah, I know. Right? Valley moments. We need to attract hills. And if we can't attract mountain level things right? The bigger vision of our dreams. Then maybe we can just start attracting and looking for goodness versus misery. Maybe that's how we start. And that's essentially climbing some sort of vibrational disruption of a hill. Hiring where we're at. And that's not to say that we won't come back down from that hill and enter the valley again. But the less we're in the valley, the better. And we get better at it over time should we keep climbing hills. Should we keep redefining what it is that we want. And yeah, get specific. Gosh, the last business that I wanted to bring to life I was like okay well this this and this and I really like that and the only thing that was off about that business was just that it felt weird that was it nothing was flowing it felt forced and so I was like, this is closer. This is closer to my heart. It feels good, but it still doesn't feel quite right. And so we went back down that hill and it was like, here, here's all the things you could go this route. You could pursue this. You could do this. Here are all the things you could And doors opened up there too, but they still felt slightly forced. And something still felt off about taking that direction. And you get better at doing this as you continue to allow yourself to run, walk, jog. I don't know how you're getting up that hill, but like we're going up hills. And then we're coming and we're reflecting and then choosing To go up another, but we're not hanging out in the valley for long. We're getting better at taking ourselves out of the valley and continuing to at least work at a little bit higher vibrational state as consistently as possible. And this is true whether you're chasing dreams or humans or a life, it's applicable to everything. Our willingness to run up hills, not fear being wrong will benefit us in the long run. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me. It's just me out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, posts with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements. Um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at the death of a dream also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out Thank you.